All right, we've got the dates for the Pelicans games for the NBA Cup. But wait, what, what is the NBA Cup? I'll explain everything you need to know about the new in-season tournament. Plus, what if the Pelicans are moved to the Eastern Conference? It's Wednesday's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, we are three days a week right now, Monday, Wednesday's live show, Thursday night, 7 p.m., on YouTube. I hope you join me. That show gets posted as the podcast just for the next day. We'll be answering your questions. There's probably going to be some questions about trade scenarios. We're probably going to talk a little bit about the TV deal where you might see Pelicans games next year too because an important threshold metric was crossed recently, which actually has been the case for a little while. We'll do all of that in the next show tomorrow, Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. And of course, thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today, every day. Again, the number one show. We come to you like no one else does. And I'm excited for today's show. I'm going to explain the NBA Cup, the in-season tournament to y'all, and why you maybe need to pay attention to four regular season games just a little bit more. Hopefully five. Hopefully five games. And then we'll play a little bit of what if in the second and third segment of today's show. For your second listen, Lockdown Saints, Ross Jackson, breaking down everything black and gold part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day so let's get right into it we got the dates for the pelicans in-season tournament games and you probably saw them put out a graphic people tweeting about it november 10th they play at the houston rockets november 14th tuesday home versus the dallas mavericks november 17th home against the denver nuggets and november 24th also friday against the los angeles clippers on the road in la are these four new games Or are these just, what is it, right? They're called tournament night games. This is the NBA trying to do something different. And I actually am a fan of this idea. I like what they're trying to do with the in-season tournament within reason. I don't think if you win this thing, once I explain it to you, you should be raising banners up for it. But it's kind of a cool idea that's goal is to basically add some more meaning to the regular season. So you're going to see a lot of comparisons to European soccer cups. I'm a big AC Milan fan, Italy, Serie A, and they have the Coppa Italia, right? You see it with the FA Cup in England and other places. This is not exactly the same thing. You have their regular season, and then you also have a concurrent cup that's running alongside it, separate, other games. This is not the case. The NBA Cup is built into the NBA's regular season schedule, and they split the 30 teams up into six five-team groups, and the Pelicans were drawn into the groups with the Houston Rockets, the Mavs, the Nuggets, and the Los Angeles Clippers. So these are regular season games. The NBA was kind of hyping up releasing per team four regular season games just a little bit early. We're going to get the schedule on Thursday. We'll probably talk about that during the live show, too. So all of these games, they're called the group stage games. It can be like a normal group stage of you win your group, you advance, and other things. 
It's going to be played on seven November dates, four Fridays and three Tuesdays. And then you move on to the quarterfinals where the higher seed team is going to be home and at the, yeah, at the higher seed team. They're going to be the better team. And then semifinals and championship game are going to be in Las Vegas. So how does it impact the regular season? Not a ton. These are just regular season games that are dressed up to mean a little bit more. So this is a way to add value to the regular season. Instead of maybe getting a game where it's the Pelicans versus the Dallas Mavericks, Zion versus Luka on a random Tuesday in November, instead of resting one or both of those guys, they'll probably both play in this because you get a little bit of extra oomph to it and you'd like to win this. And upon completion of group play, there are eight teams that are going to advance to the knockout round. You get one home game if you're the top team or road game if you're the lower seeded team. And then you move on to the extra one in Vegas. If you play that team, if you go to the knockout rounds, it's not extra games. They're basically just taking a game from the schedule and moving it up to that period of time. That's why all of this is going to be done by early December. It sounds confusing, but it's not actually And so it's just impacting the scheduling. When the schedule comes out on Thursday, you're going to see 80 games for the Pelicans. You will not see 82 because once the group stages are done, the 22 teams that don't advance to the knockout rounds, because only eight are, they're going to then just schedule those teams to play each other one home, one away for the final two games of the regular season. So the only way this adds more games is there will be two teams that play an 83rd game, and that's going to be the two teams that advance to the championship. And the incentive to do all of this is, frankly, money. Players on the winning team get half a million dollars each, while the runners-up get 200,000, and then the losing players of the semifinals will each get 100 grand, and the losing teams of the quarterfinals will get 50 grand. So every team, if the teams make the extra, make that little push to the knockout stages, get out of the group stages here, every player is guaranteed at least 50 grand more. I think that's going to work. Like, I think this is going to work. And I kind of like this. Just makes the regular season, four regular season games matter a little bit more. One of the biggest things we hear about in the NBA, right, is the regular season doesn't matter. Okay, these games matter a little bit more. Nikola Jokic won't get rested. Zion won't get rested in that game that they play. I love that. You know, if you did the concurrent cup, right? The Coppa Italia with it, the FA Cup, you see teams kind of rest their guys and maybe not go for it. You know, you are figuratively at that point kind of like skipping the tournament. You're playing two-way players, backups, things like that. If you're like, well, we're focused on, you know, the postseason, something like that. Here, you won't, you won't have that. These are regular season games that matter for your win-loss record and could influence you know, playoff seeding. So it'll work, I think. I think this will just kind of jazz up these four games. Is it artificial and forced? Yes, absolutely. But who cares? It just means I think that you're going to see less load management when it comes to all of this. And so I'm kind of excited to see how it all works. And it's a one-year experiment. If this doesn't work, they'll just never do it again. And the bigger thing might be really, and this actually comes into play in the next segment here, to test out Las Vegas as a viable venue for NBA games. You know, we know it works for Summer League. Is it going to work for something else? And I think this is them trying to test that too. So that's all that this is. These are not extra dates. When the schedule comes out on Thursday, you're going to see all four of these games already on there. And they'll probably be denoted in some capacity as 
the NBA Cup, the in-season tournament dates, but they're still just regular season games. So the Pelicans want to win these as much as any other one, maybe just a little bit more. So I, I like this idea. I think it's going to be good for the NBA. And I, I think the playing tournament has been a great thing for like the competitiveness of the end of the season, preventing teams from tanking. Those games matter. They're stressful. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it all. So I'm excited to see how all of this works going forward. So that's the in-season tournament explained. Now let's get into the what if Wednesday. And this one was a great question that I really liked. I got to pull your name. I really should have thought to have done that. Anyway, this one comes from Craig. It's at Sir Earl underscore IV. So underscore the fourth. Let's get into what if the Pelicans were in the Eastern Conference? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel because football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, the Saints, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Did you see that opening drive with Derek Carr? Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, the Saints, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. Or if you think there's another team and you're not a Saints fan, that's okay too. Go bet on your team and get rewarded every time they win. And you can use your bonus bets on the spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m., but in the regular season about a month from now um, as we ramp back up. It'll be five days a week. The number one Pelicans podcast. Listening to the topics that you want to hear. This is coming all today's show. A lot of the offseason is your questions being turned into shows. So I appreciate everyone who tweets at me ideas and things that you want to hear about. And when this one came across, this was a great question to explore on what if Wednesday. Sir Earl underscore IV. Craig, thank you for this one. What if the Pelicans were in the Eastern Conference? You know, we're framing this as a what if, but it's not as far-fetched as you might think because we just mentioned the Vegas angle of everything with the in-season tournament. You know, here's how the Pelicans get to the East in a relatively straightforward fashion. The NBA is going to expand by two teams and almost certainly those two teams are going to be in Seattle and Las Vegas. The other one could be Mexico City, but I think it's almost certainly going to be Seattle and Las Vegas. You know, they got to put a team back in Seattle. Vegas wants one and everyone's doing business with Vegas right now. So if you add those in, those are Western Conference teams, certainly, right? So that's 17 teams then in the West and in 15 teams in the East. That means one team in the West needs to move East. And you have a couple of candidates for it. You have the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the New Orleans Pelicans. Of those three, like New Orleans, Minnesota's further west than either of Memphis or New Orleans. And Memphis and New Orleans are almost like exactly on the same latitude, longitude, whichever one it is. And they're basically on the same line. Basically on the same line, though I do think Memphis's arena is technically like maybe by a couple of feet further east than the Smoothie King Center. But it's splitting hairs and it doesn't really matter. You know... You look at all of it and you could easily move either of those three teams east. And if you go back in time to the 20, the 020, the 0304 season, you know, when New Orleans moved from Charlotte to New Orleans, they were in the Eastern Conference and they stayed in the Eastern Conference for the first couple of years. 
And then when the Charlotte Bobcats were added into the league as an expansion team, they moved the Pelicans to the Western Conference to even it out so that you had two 15-team conferences. And so I think, you know, there's precedent for all of this. However, I don't think they are the most likely team to move East, you know, I don't think they like the NBA would like the idea of the public the, this franchise starting in the East, going West, going back to the East, and kind of ping ponging them back and forth like that. You know, Memphis, I I don't think is more likely to move to the East than New Orleans. I think if there's any team that's most likely to move to the East, it would be the Minnesota Timberwolves, just being kind of more North. And when you look at some of the teams in their division, I don't know if. It all makes a ton of sense with Portland and the Jazz in there as well. So when you look at it, do you think Minnesota is probably likely to move to the East? And then you can kind of put them there with Milwaukee, with Chicago, with Detroit. And it's like that just geographic sense kind of is developed and it seems like it would just purely work that way. So that's what I think is going to end up happening. But New Orleans... I do think really could make sense there. The Bucks, the Cavaliers, the Bulls, the Pacers, the Pistons, and Minnesota fits like right into that. And I also do think that if this ends up happening, well, this is this is one of the fallout parts of it. And I want to talk about that as like an NBA change that I think would ha- is going to happen when expansion comes on. So if New Orleans, you know, it's of those three teams, you could make a case, I think, for any of them to be moved to the East. I don't know if they want to ping pong the Pelicans back and forth. Look, I would love it. I'd prefer them to be in the East with all of this, but I think they probably feel there's like a natural rivalry and it is a grouping, right? Between the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, the Mavericks, the Rockets, the Spurs. And do you want to split any of those up? Putting New Orleans with kind of like the Texas teams makes a ton of sense. And then you look at the the Timberwolves in a division with the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, you would put Seattle kind of in there too. So I think it makes sense to move Minnesota with that. It being north and it getting darker earlier up there too, I think makes it feel more like a East Coast time zone than the central time zone, which they're in. That's something to kind of consider with that too, like a little bit, I think. But it's not so far-fetched to ask this question, and it's a good one, because I do think there are a lot of other things of New Orleans going to the East to really consider what it looks like in both good and bad. Like, There's pros and cons to this, though some of the cons that I'm going to say, I don't think y'all are going to agree with me on. I think you're going to be like, those are great things. Yes and no. So I'll explain what that is coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. You want to support the channel, become an everydayer. If you listen to two days a week, jump to three days a week. And if you're an everydayer, let me know in the comments down below. The number one Pelicans podcast, no one else come to y'all like this with the topics that you want to hear, the insight you want to hear, and covering a little bit of the league in today's episode. And we do the live shows every Thursday, which are so much fun, and I love interacting with y'all. And hopefully the power won't cut out right in the middle like it did last time because that was super annoying. Got hot in here. Weather's brutal. The rain we had the other day went Tuesday was very needed and very nice. Okay, let's get into 
New Orleans is in the East now. What's it, what's it mean? What's it matter? What's the fallout? You know, there's a couple of logistical things to consider of what this would look like. There's going to be earlier game times for away games. If the Pelicans are playing the majority of their times in the East Coast, the NBA seems to really like, tends to like, games tipping off at 7 p.m., really like 7.12, 7.11, something like that, uh, local time. So if that's on the East Coast time, that's 6 p.m. here in New Orleans. That means people, you know, if you're working late, or that's like a normal time to get off work for a lot of folks, you might be missing the start of games. And I wonder how that's going to impact the ratings to start things for the Pelicans when that's a big adjustment for people who normally have time to get home, get set, watch the game at 7 p.m. But an hour earlier is definitely like a thing to consider. You know, counter to that, which is the part that I like, is fewer West Coast games. That means fewer 9 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. local time tip-offs. You know, this is both a good and bad thing with fewer West Coast games. You know, the way it works right now, and this is subject to change and we'll get into that here, is, you know, you play every team in the opposite conference home once and away once. And then you play every team in your your division twice at home, twice on the road, so guaranteed four games there. And then some teams that are still in the West, you play three times. So two at home, one away, or two away, one at home, just kind of depending on how it goes. Or you play them four times, two and two. So you're going to be playing more teams in the East, which means fewer trips out West. But that also means, it means less travel, right? Like New Orleans is closer to the East Coast, even though they're kind of in the middle, but they're further away from teams like Portland. So when you got to go play twice at Portland, the Golden State Warriors, those are long trips. You know, and when you add Seattle into the mix too, that's two other trips you're going to take up there. And the NBA has done a good job of some of the scheduling where maybe you play them in kind of a back-to-back set. You'll play one game in Portland on a Tuesday and then the next one on a Thursday, and then you don't have to go back there. And it's the NBA trying to cut down on travel and just, I wouldn't call it wear and tear. They, you know, they fly charter and private and things like that. It's not like they're flying on commercial jet airliners and things like that. And they have special seating and all that for the players. So it fits their bodies and stuff, but it's still, it's a lot of time. You sometimes don't land till early three in the morning. You got a game that night. East coast. It's a little bit easier to do all of that. And so it would cut down on travel for new Orleans, the counter and maybe a con. I'm, I'm curious what y'all think about this is that you get fewer of those Western conference teams that are very, very popular. Look, for better or worse, for better or worse, and I think most of you all are going to say worse, when they play the Lakers at home, it's a draw. No matter who's on the Lakers, good or bad, even before LeBron got there, other things like that, two Lakers home games is two guaranteed sellouts for the Pelicans, even if, unfortunately, you're going to get a lot of people wearing Lakers gear in there. Same for the Golden State Warriors. They're a draw. People want to see those teams play. And so... When they play two home games, even if Steph Curry hasn't been playing, you you kind of lose that like gate revenue for everything. Those are revenue generating games. You got to kind of factor that into everything, right? We've talked about the money situation with the team. Well, I think most fans are going to be like, good, get rid of all those fake fans and all those Lakers fans in the arena. We want it to be for Pelicans fans. They're good. They'll still, you know, sell out the arena, but those are draws and those are important things, I think, for the Pelicans. They really seem to want, you know, look, we get it, right? I don't need to explain this to you. You know, same for some of the other teams that are like natural rivals, right? Houston makes sense as a natural rival. Memphis has made sense as a natural rival and you lose some of that too. 
you know, you could build that with Atlanta, but what's the other team that you're kind of developing that sort of rivalry with? It's not going to be Orlando or the Miami Heat, I don't think. You know, it would be Atlanta, but you don't have some of the other ones kind of built in as much as you do in the Western Conference. And that also just comes from time in the Western Conference too right now. Although this argument could be made against moving Minnesota or Memphis, right? And it works all the way for all of the teams. It's all kind of the same thing, just skinned differently, I think, here. So that's kind of some of like the logistical issues. In terms of, you know, like on-court stuff, wins, losses, you know, the East has been good. The East has been good, and I don't really see, you know, it's like going to be easier or anything like that. You know, when you look at some of the teams that, you know, won games, got into the playing tournament, all of that, they have very similar records to a lot of these teams. But the East was just far better than the West in terms of one loss last year, right? The Bucks were 58 wins. Top seed in the West was 53 Number two was 57. Number two in the West was 51. Third seed, Philadelphia 76ers, 54 wins. 48 wins for the Sacramento Kings. 51 for the Cavaliers. 45 for the Phoenix Suns. They've had a better record, you know? And so I don't know if it's necessarily going to be easier for the Pelicans in there. You know, that concept that the West is significantly stronger than the East. No, I don't know if that's exactly true anymore. And I think there's a lot more parity when it comes to all of that. The other thing that I think kind of throws a lot of what we've talked about, like right out the window with some of this stuff is I think the NBA, when this type of expansion happens, is going to go away from divisions. You know, do you just make it the Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, and you don't do divisions as much anymore? And you just kind of let every team play each other and schedule it how you need to schedule it. Because we've seen that, you know, if certain divisions are weaker and there's stronger teams than others, they've already changed the seeding that being a division winner doesn't make you a higher seed. It's done by just pure win-loss record. It wasn't always like that. If you're doing that, it probably you probably need to get rid of divisions because what point do divisions matter other than trying to limit travel? And they found other ways to try and minimize some of the travel impact on a lot of other teams. You know, I don't think that it really has any other material changes. Maybe you get, you know, a free agent more interested in coming to New Orleans because they're in the East because that person lives on the East Coast. So they'll spend more time kind of like around their family and stuff like that. But I just don't see it being a big factor otherwise you know and so I don't know it makes our life easier because we don't have to stay up as late I'm 37 I get tired y'all having to stay up till midnight to recap some sometimes unfun basketball it's my commitment to y'all but be nice not to have to do that as much right like that's that's why I want to get this done because that is the biggest factor for me when it comes to all of it but I do think it makes sense. I think all three of those teams make sense. You know, of the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, who do you think, try and put biases aside, do you think will be the team that does get moved to the Eastern Conference? Or is there another idea? Do you want them to stay in the West? I think that's also a thing. Are you excited for the in-season tournament? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. So live show Thursday. I forgot it when I said it in the open. Schedule's coming out. We're going to talk about that. Some of the biggest games, things we're looking forward to. Tough stretches. We'll break it all down in a live show and then answer your questions about whatever you got. Bring them in the live episode of Locked on Pelicans Thursday, 7 p.m. on the YouTube page. 
We are the Lockdown Pelicans podcast, your team every day. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll see y'all Thursday, 7 p.m. Central.